Welcome to Preston and Key. Uh, I should say, welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Preston and Key. I still have to say that, right? Um, this is episode 281, and I am your host, Michael Schluger. Uh, we have a fantastic show for you today. It's not a, it's not a very news-heavy week, but there's still plenty of things to talk about. So before we begin, let me introduce the crew. We have Jay Rich. What is up, party people? Nothing much. Uh... Josh Irwin, how's it going? And uh, what, what's what's your name again? I I don't remember. Uh... <laughs> Let's see, yeah, who's is this? A, do we have a new person on? Is it? Is it? I think so. It might be. So uh, I, my name is. Cause... You guys are a piece of shit. Yeah, that everyone is a piece of shit should be my little under like my little name here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love you, Chris. Chris, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's good to have the gang back. It's good to have the gang back. Uh, so, like I said, not not a super heavy week, uh, but we do have some stuff. <coughs> First up is our PSA, um, and that has to do with the Oculus Rift. They are running a really, really good promotion. Um, they are selling the Rift and two touch controllers, and I think some free video games are included as well for just three ninety nine, um, which is amazing. Because remember, up front the Rift cost uh, was six hundred, um, and then if you wanted to pick up the touch controllers, it would cost you what, what was it, Josh? Another one fifty, two hundred, two hundred, two hundred. So it was eight hundred basically. It's now 50% of that. We're at 400 for the Rift, two controllers, um, and some games. So a lot of people are saying, oh, shit, this is a bad sign. This means that they're having trouble, like, moving units. And, uh, you know, they're, they're in trouble. That's why they're discounting it this much. Do you guys agree with that? Or you just think they're trying to clear inventory because they're about to announce uh, an Oculus Rift 2, which is the other I've prevailing theory? It's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I mean, it's no secret that VR isn't exactly, like, a super hot seller. It's very alluring to, like, VC companies and stuff, but mm. it, it just hasn't really found an audience yet because of the amount of money it really takes to get into, like, the PC VR stuff. Like, But at the same time, yes, they probably are also planning on releasing a second headset that is probably more comfortable. Um. So a couple of things. First, first of all, Robo Recall that comes with that bundle is a fun as hell game. So oh, that that game is sublime. First of that, all, that like, game is fucking brilliant. <laughs> like let's let's say one thing. Like oh, okay, I, I am I am probably the most dissenting on VR on this cast on a regular basis, but I played Robo Recall at a friend's house, and holy fucking shit, that game is fun. <laughs> that game is awesome. Uh, yeah, that but, game is fucking sweet. Uh, I think what this is is actually I don't think it's a sign of an impending release. I don't I don't see them releasing another headset until 2019. Um, I think this is a sign that number one, the, the so? not, not like I'm not talking new hardware. I'm just talking like slightly better. I guess hardware technically, but just yeah. better comfort. I'm not, like I'm not talking new hardware, but I'm talking about new, new hardware. <laughs> I'm not talking new hardware, just new like mediumware. I'm not I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Uh, <laughs> not hardware, not software. Like it's half staffware. I, no, I think, no yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's a sign that. This, Thank you for laughing, Chris. <laughs> plus, plus one dexterity. Plus one, I yeah, think, exactly. 
I think the hardware itself is coming down. It's cheaper to manufacture now. Um, so they can afford to sell them at this price. And I think they also look at how that the PlayStation's VR is sold like a million units. And this is the price that it sells at. Mm, mm. Um, so I think it's, you know, kind of a win-win marketing strategy for them. Uh, and they just finished or they're in the middle of their summer sale. Uh, so they've got some press about that too. So, well, yeah. So this is a this is the price for their summer sale. I, they say it's going to be a limited uh, time price, and that it will go back up uh, at some point. Uh, some people that you know, I've read some stuff where people pointed out that like the Xbox is technically like three hundred, but they keep discounting it to two fifty as a limited time price, but. Uh, it's happening so frequently it's not very limited anymore so some people are saying this is you know going to be the new the new price going forward i'm not sure uh chris what's your take on it um vr is interesting because i think by this point everyone expected something like pretty major to happen mm-hmm. um i just read an interview from this awesome uh woman in vr her name's christina heller she's the head of vr playhouse and she just she mentioned and she's someone who's like big in the industry knows a lot about it and one of the questions was why isn't this happening yet and then she said because um, there are no best practices thus far when it comes to VR. Mm. And, you know, people are still determining what those are. And we're still in an experiment, like we're still in an experimentation phase, but she was like, it's, but it's taken too long. Um, you know, I think everything has a lot of momentum, but that really like stuck with me. It's like, that's true. There is no best practices. It's like a bunch of different people doing some really cool things and no one seems to be like working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of people that'll say, oh, this is a good game or that's a good game. As, as you guys just mentioned, Robot Recall. I, for example, I haven't heard Robot Recall at all. I don't know. Well, no one's heard is. of Robot Recall. We're talking about Robo Recall. <laughs> Robo Recall. So sorry. Oh my is that God. like one of those old people who used to say Pokemon? Like, <laughs> Stop playing no. your Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, so I think that uh, part of it is Within the community, if you have a VR headset, you're probably very much tuned in to what's coming out and what's good. But I don't think that any anything has really hit the mainstream audience yet and said, you know, you must play this. You must experience this. It's still too much of a novelty, unfortunately. Mm. So, well, there's also no, like, distribution, like like, a common distribution platform. You know what I mean? I like, mean, Steam is about as common as you can get. But what? It, but not a lot of people have like the general population. Like gamers use Steam, but like, right. like right. imagine you're not going to break into a new market. With yeah, Steam. exactly. So like, imagine if I'm getting this from her inter- interview too. It's like imagine web-based VR and just having that be best practice medium for people, and it's just more accessible. People will see more of it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I'll, I'll link the article. It's 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 really really fascinating. She did a great job. Definitely have to check that one out. Um, very curious to uh, our listeners out there if any of you have picked up the Rift with this new price point, or if you're considering it. Um, I know I'm on the fence, uh, but unfortunately, I funds right now are a little low so i'm gonna have to hold off but i'm hoping that the price comes back a little closer to the uh you know holiday times and Mm -hmm. i might you know take the dive then uh but moving along uh our first regular story involves the playstation now this is kind of cool um so up until very recently playstation now was only good for essentially 
playing PS3 games. It was Sony's solution to backwards compatibility instead of, you know, building it natively into the system. They created the service that you had to pay for. Now they've started to uh, update it with PlayStation 4 games. Um, now the list isn't very big right now. Um, there's nothing, you know, on this on this particular list that was like, oh my god, I, I you know, you must play it. But I think it's the start of seeing a lot more stuff. I mean, um, Darksiders 2 was considered a pretty good game. Saint Row, uh, Saints Row 4 was considered a pretty good game. Obviously, if you haven't played God of War uh, 3 Remastered, you should. Um, so there, there are some good stuff. You know, there are some good games here. Uh, do you think that a lot of people have been waiting for this particular service for you know to its for it to support PlayStation 4 games and now people are going to jump in or do you just see this as sort of natural progression natural I don't think anybody I don't think anybody knows the service exists mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you I don't I don't think that it's out there in the mainstream enough um I think it's a cool progression I think Resogun is awesome and uh actually that's about all I saw on that list that I'm re- I really care about but <laughs> I own it so mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I, I just don't think anybody knows about it. I don't think they're tooting the horn for it enough, and I don't think that their pricing structure is right yet. I yeah, it's still it's still kind of high. The only pricing that really makes sense to me is the ninety nine dollars for a year mm-hmm. is the only one that kind of makes sense. Everything else is is ridiculous. But, and they only do that like once uh, or twice a year. They that like that's not their normal price. You can't do it like right now, for instance. So. Interesting. That's like a sale price. Has anyone has anyone tried the service here? I oh, think I have you have, it. right, Jeff? Yeah, I have it. And you you have it on uh, PC? Is that how you play it? Uh, PC, Vita for now, and PS4 and PS3. I've got it on all of those devices. What's been What's been your experience with it? Um, I think it works really well. Of course, the Vita is always kind of a problem because of you know the way the the thumbsticks aren't clickable. There's no L2 R2. Um, but uh, I, it works really well on the Vita. It streams really well. I played some Last of Us on it. Uh, it worked great. Um, it works fine on the PlayStation 4 as well. Uh, but like there are times where it feels like the timing and stuff is off. So you get just a little spike and lag or something, and you know there's nothing you can do about it. Plus, it gets a little grainy at times, and I have a very high-speed internet uh, access. So um, I think it's grainy just- for you. Yeah, and it looks a little flat. Like, there's something about the way the colors and stuff are all transmitted and compressed. It looks a little flatter. It doesn't look quite as vibrant. Mm. Um, But those are just things that I would notice, I think, that nobody else gives a shit about. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was cool that it's playable on PC. Um, And if you have a PlayStation 4, anytime you go into the store, it's it's usually pretty prominently displayed. But uh, I don't think too many PC players realize that you can get PlayStation Now on PC, for example. What were you right. saying, Jay? Uh, I don't remember. I stepped my toe real bad. Now I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> I'm guessing it had to do with PlayStation Now, maybe? Yeah, I'm sure it did, but nope. It's gone, it's gone now, so let's uh, go ahead and move on from that. In a flash of pain. <laughs> yeah, gone in a flash of pain, exactly. So, I mean... Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say that, you know, it's available. No, wait, actually, you mentioned that it's available on PlayStation 3 as well. Is mm-hmm. that right, Josh? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. 
They're, um, now they're disc. Now it's worth noting they're discontinuing PS3 and Vita support uh, in August. That those two go away. Oh, in August. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, listen. I mean, if anyone is interested in the service, they do have a seven-day free trial. Um, I'll be honest with you. The price of a single game is way higher than it should be. Um, so if you want to just play one game, I think the the seven or eight day price is like around ten dollars. It really doesn't make sense at all. Uh, when the pricing first came out, everyone here mocked it pretty mm-hmm. terribly. Um, but hopefully they'll do more of just a you know like maybe a six month service for forty five and a year for ninety nine. Um, something like that, I think, would make a lot more sense, and more people might give it a try. We'll see. And you know, certainly, the adding PlayStation Four games makes a lot of sense because I know, as as speaking personally as a gamer, it sometimes feels like you like you can't keep up with everything that's coming out. Um, and if you try and buy everything that you want to buy, you'll end up spending hundreds of dollars. So being able to just play a pay a, a flat fee to try stuff out, I would, you know. That would be my preference. So let me uh, let me agree with you super hard there. This is this is the future of how you'll be playing video games. Absolutely. I know that people I know that people don't like to hear that because they don't like to hear the whole like oh the Netflix of video games. Mm-hmm. But this is one hundred percent the future of how you'll be playing video games. Mm-hmm. There's no way this this doesn't just completely take over. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's probably a matter of time. You know, I imagine another decade until we get to that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's I, inevitable. I don't know about decade. What I mean, are you I'm, thinking, Jay? Five years tops? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that. I I hundred percent think so. People, you know, you know what? Blockbuster said that same fucking thing about Netflix. Oh, it'll be a decade before anyone gives a shit about <laughs> streaming. Um. And then where the fuck is Blockbuster now? <laughs> I'm pretty happy exactly. with my. Uh, I'm pretty. I thought I'm pretty happy with my GameFly account. You're still using GameFly, really? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that that's what's oh. going to evolutionize the oh, way I that I. That GameFly, I that GameFly tried to introduce a streaming service. I think they have one, but no one gives a fuck anymore. Actually, mm, it's true. Those commercials, man, they're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Our next story uh, involves this is kind of interesting. Have you guys heard of Luminosity? Yes. Yeah. So Luminosity, for those that uh, might not be familiar with it, is a paid service, and their claim is that if you they have a bunch of brain training games, right? Um, and they the claim that they make is that if you play their service then you are making your brain like stronger. You're like exercising your brain. Hmm. Um, and uh, supposedly, according to them, uh, you know, it will um, prevent you from having things like dementia. Like the, your, your, your chance of having dementia is reduced if you train your brain, if you exercise your brain is sort of the implication that they make. Uh, so a recent study was done and this was pretty crazy. It was a controlled randomized trial involving 128 healthy young adults. Um, and basically they played uh, the luminosity brain training games for 30 minute sessions, five times a week for 10 weeks. Um, and what they found was after 10 weeks, they were really good at playing those games from luminosity. Yeah. 
but they found absolutely no improvement in cognitive performance <laughs> at all. And uh, the control group, in case you're wondering, just played regular video games, just, just whatever video game they wanted to play. So yeah, this, this service is a sham, essentially. But that's not super surprising. Like the problem with those games, because like obviously there are ways to like quote unquote train your mind. Like, but playing like repetitive games where it's literally just a matter of like memorizing how the game works, right? Is it going to do that? Uh, first and foremost, read a fucking book if you want to make your mind better. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Yeah, book. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's things people used to read before ebooks were available. Chris. Yeah, is that, is, are you? Are, do you mean Kindle? Do you, Kindle, do you mean Kindle works. Wikipedia? Uh, no, no, not Wikipedia. No. Hmm, I think no. you're lying. I, I, I don't. I don't think these books exist. You're, you're, your vocabulary, your critical thinking skills, everything will improve hmm. if you read a they're, book. So they're all destroyed in the Great Book Fire of 2005. <laughs> Uh, the great book fire second of all you know when, when luminosity came out do you remember how hard all of a sudden their marketing was it was like in no, your I face don't. on every like television yeah, that, show you watched that lady with the short hair telling yes. you <laughs> with I like always, really bright teeth train always, your brain in 17 seconds a day or whatever the fuck god I, yeah i always suspected it was like some kind of well because i worked on these types of projects but i always suspected it was some kind of nsa or cia like information collecting <laughs> type of <laughs> operation like spy training yeah some sort of backdoor operation where they were like collecting like information about the populace or something or... lance i want you to get like the x-files music and just play it <laughs> <laughs> when he says that that's uh, that's man, literally crazy in my head when you said I wish that. I had a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like fake news to me, Josh. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I mean, Luminosity isn't the only one to you know tap this claim. Um, pretty famously on the DS, you had uh, Brain Age, right? And that was very popular. Um, when when those games came out, is it, it was Brain Age, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, the DS, yeah. With the well, I mean, talking it, head. it's just like this whole, like, whole holistic medicine thing. I think it like just falls into the same category. It's like if you drink this kombucha, your your stomach <laughs> will fix it. If you drink this shitty fucking tea, then that we left out for. Eight Listen, nights. I've had some good kombucha. So um, have I. So have I. That's the most East Coast thing I've ever heard. Fuck you. I don't think I don't think it's going to do anything to my stomach, but it tasted I, good. I, I like the way it tastes. I like it. <laughs> It. But I'm also if I'm gonna drink something that's fermented, you better goddamn believe it's gonna be wheat and barley, okay? <laughs> Damn right. Well, it's like, it's, it's like if you're on a diet and you want something fermented and you don't have kimchi around. Have you diet? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this body didn't get this way by accident, Chris. Okay. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, it's like you know those kombucha like sage burners. You know, those guys, those guys are the ones spending a lot of money. The anti-vaxxers, I would love oh, to God. see how many anti-vaxxers use luminosity. I imagine a lot. <laughs> I'd love to see the, the correlative graph between those two. Like, the fucking yes. Someone on the internet, get on this. <laughs> I'll pay you $2. <laughs> the, the Venn diagram of luminosity. The Venn diagram. <laughs> um, it, it needs to be in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> You know what I really would love, actually, 
if somehow like they could get the mailing list of all the luminosity customers and just mail them the study like <laughs> it'd be just it would, it would be done in a day two. um but yeah so there's that speaking of conspiracy yeah. theory i'm kidding <laughs> Uh, our next story involves, uh, this is kind of interesting, a Spotify-like video game subscription service. Um, it is currently in beta. It's called Jump, um, which I understand why they named themselves Jump. I don't think Jump is a good name, though. Like, you could have done a little bit better than that, guys. Come on. Um, and so the uh, the premise, essentially, is that this is a curated video game experience they are giving you um you it's an you can play an unlimited amount of uh, indie titles that have won various awards for whatever reason and it's not too expensive it's uh, i think ten dollars per month um but these are indie games not triple a titles and i think that makes a huge difference right now they've got about 60 plus games available um as mentioned on their on their site um do you guys think this is going to be a thing? Is this are you, anyone here going to be signing up for this? We were just talking about you know, <coughs> gaming, gaming services. I don't know if I'll sign up for it just because I have a pretty good pulse on the indie games I want to play. But I mm-hmm. think it's a really good service for people. I think that's I think if they have the right, you know, a good uh, what do you call it? Um, like a good curator, like a good curated selection. I think it could be a really valuable service. Um, well, we all know how successful OnLive has been with uh, streaming AAA games, so I'm sure this will be just as successful with indie titles. Well, this no, is, I mean, this is different, right? Obviously, like, uh, you know, it's its not as much to stream. Uh, they're simpler games in general. They're, you know, not, not so graphics heavy and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. For- I, you know I'm with Jay, you know, like I know what indie games I want to play. And I also know that in six months on Steam, they're going to be a dollar or two. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> or I but can get them on a But they're curating the experience for you. So you don't have to look for the games. You could just log in. Right. And that's what boom. I'm saying. Like, that's, it's a really good value for people who don't have their, you know, their finger on that pulse. Like, mm. but it's kind of like I said, like I already, it's like Josh said too, like I already know what fucking games I want to play, so... Mm-hmm. Because I do have my finger on that pulse, so... I don't know. The one thing... So I'm on their site right now, and the one thing I don't like is you cannot see which games they currently have available. Yeah, that's shady. Um, I don't know if it's shady. It's just a weird mm-hmm. thing. You you would... Yeah, it's a little shady. You'd, you'd want to highlight what games you have um, and how awesome they are. Um, and also, if I, if I was them, I would highlight which awards those games have won, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're if you're trying to sell uh, to me that this is an award-winning game, what award did it win? Did it win right. like some bullshit contest in like Bumblefuck Idaho? It won or, the participation award at uh, GDC, right? Or, or did this <laughs> win like an award at GDC? If this thing won an award at GDC, hell yeah, I want to play it, mm-hmm. but. You know, tell me, tell me where the source is, right? If it won it in local college or yeah, participation award, absolutely. So we'll see. Um, I think the beta 
and don't quote me on this, but I believe the beta right now is open to anyone who just wants to try the service. It will be $10 a month once it leaves beta. Um, and if you want to check it out, uh, the website is playonjump.com. Uh, so I'll be keeping an eye on this one. You know, uh, maybe it'll go somewhere. We'll see. Um, our last regular story of the week involves uh, Nintendo, uh, but sort of indirectly. Um, a couple of months ago, um, the creator of Oddworld uh, went on Game Over Gruggy and spoke about his experience uh, in dealing with Nintendo. His name is Lorne Lanning. And uh, a lot of people are, you know, sort of taking notice of the things he said a couple of months ago. Um, and he levied some pretty heavy accusations uh, against Nintendo. So let's kind of go through some of the things he said one by one. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. He, he sounds kind of bitter when he talks about uh, his experience with Nintendo. So the biggest sort of um, accusation, uh, I, guess, I guess we should call it an accusation. Uh, that he, I mean, it is. It's an accusation. Yeah, that he that he sort of uh, his biggest gripe with Nintendo seems to be that uh, if you're not launching your game on Nintendo simultaneously with other platforms, Nintendo will not offer you any support. In other words, if you uh, if your game comes out on Xbox or PlayStation and then you figure out how to port it to Nintendo, when it does come out eventually, you know, a month or two or three later on Nintendo. They don't give you any kind of support. You know, your game isn't tweeted about. Your game doesn't really show up on the store unless people look for it specifically, that sort of thing. Um, and for an indie title, that's sort of essential, right? Because obviously they don't have a huge marketing budget. They're relying on the, the distributor, the platform that they're on, to talk about their game or else it, they just don't have any money to spend on that stuff. Um, what, was your, what was your guys' takeaway on this? Um, I, I think, A, yes, he sounds extremely better, like, extremely, extremely better. Um, but the other thing is, like, A, we, so let's be, first of all, let's be clear, we don't know what Nintendo's policies are, obviously, because they don't go out and share that. This is all what he is claiming their policies sure. are. Absolutely. Now, does it sound like something Nintendo would do? Also, yes. It yes. definitely sounds like something Nintendo would do. Um... You know, that being said, I have a very, very hard time to believe it, that if, say, I don't know, let's say The Last of Us, a very popular game, uh, was ported to Nintendo, that Nintendo wouldn't tweet about it. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. Even though it already came out on another console. I have mm -hmm. a very hard time believing that Nintendo would just straight up not. Like, if there's money to be made having an intern tweet about it, Nintendo will do it, I think. Um, I think I think but, something. But I would also say to counter that, Jay, I would say Last of Us is a AAA title, and that's a different story to an indie developer, right? That's Obviously, fine. he he said it's important to indie developers. He didn't say that it is somehow this is only the rule with indie developers. Hmm. Like, yes, he just said this uh, yeah. is Nintendo's rule. Also, okay, fine. Let's not use a fucking AAA title then. Let's say that Undertale came to the Switch. Mm. I'm I'm 100% sure Nintendo would tweet that out. 
Hell yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. just like Minecraft and everything else. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've been pushing Minecraft. I, I think what's important to remember is that this was this interview or whatever you want to call it was done. This discussion was done very early uh, in the Switch's launch. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure he'd be singing a very yes. different tune now about how the Switch is destined for failure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if the Switch goes on to sell 60 million units like the 3DS, there's no way he's not going to be chomping at the bit to try to work with Nintendo, whatever support they offer him, mm-hmm. to get his damn games on their console. Um, he just, I don't know, like this whole interview, he came across, like we said, super, super bitter. Um, he got He got some of the details about the actual console itself wrong, which as a guy who enjoys detail is, is sort of unforgivable for somebody that's supposed to be that close and have a, an opinion that matters. Um, and you know, he's really upset that his game on the Wii U, which was just a remake of a game from 1997 that nobody gives a shit about. Didn't get get a, didn't get top building billing. You know Mm. what I mean? Like that's really what it's all about. Mm. So you, you guys basically think this was sort of just like his way of lashing out after, you know, his experience with the Wii U essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he brings up, he brings up another thing and you talked about it earlier offline, Mike was the um, cartridge thing. Yes. Yeah, so he talks about at one point that the only reason that Nintendo went with cartridges essentially was to control it, to control the manufacturer of said cartridges and therefore make it harder to um, uh, uh, pirate the games essentially. Yeah, and it couldn't possibly be because cartridges are more power efficient on a portable console than, say, a disk drive. Right. Uh, they're more durable, and that really nobody is quite and if ready. if you drop to... your fucking handheld, it doesn't just shred your disk. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Literally like... any number of reasons. Like, And nobody is really quite ready to go all digital. I mean, except mm. for hardcore phone users, most people have a mixture of digital games and, and physical games. So if I mean, I'd say PC gamers are pretty much ready to go all digital too. Well, most PC gamers are. Yeah, I mean, barring barring big collectors edition boxes, like, Mm -hmm. and even most of those, it's not like they come with a fucking disc anymore. They come with a download code. That's true. That's true. So it's not you know it's not physical in the in that sense. But and but console owners have been resisting going full digital uh, for for as long as it's been available. So well, yeah, and especially Nintendo console users who have a fucking 32 gigabyte hard drive in their system. So, you exactly. know. <laughs> exactly. So I I think there are some things he just didn't quite think of the full picture on and he was just mm-hmm. trying to make his point and be shitty about it. Um, the other the other argument that he was making is one that we had talked about before how most AAA titles aren't going to be able to port their games over to the Switch because it's very underpowered. And so he was basically making the case that um, studios are going to have to create sort of a secondary or a tertiary minor team to make games specifically for the Switch because, you know, it's it's doing well, right? It's it's met um, it's met the expectations that Nintendo set out for it, which was two million by the end of March, and I imagine now it's. Do you guys do you guys remember seeing any current sales numbers? I imagine it's like four or five million. Something like that. I'll look it up while you guys are talking. But he was basically right. saying that that everyone that bought one, essentially, the, the argument he was making was Nintendo fanboy. And so, yeah, they're going to buy it immediately because they want to play Zelda or Mario Kart or something. But after that, you know, they're just going to, you know, the AAA titles won't port over because it's underpowered and then there'll be nothing to play. Um, do you think that holds water? 
you know, obviously this was a couple of months ago, or you know, <laughs> do you disagree? Uh, I mean, I don't think everything he brings up is like inherently wrong or incorrect. I just think that it's all very much colored by his tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of what he's saying about AAA titles being ported, I mean, yeah, the console's a little underpowered. So yeah, he is right in that aspect. Um, but like Persona 4 runs on a PS3, which has fewer, which has a lesser, you know, hardware spec than the Switch does technically. The Switch is a little more powerful than the PS3. Um, plus like you've got games on the shield, like Rise of the Tomb Raider and stuff like that, that run on a shield, uh, which is what this console pretty much is. Mm. Um, so I think, I think it's a little, I think he's being a little alarmist, um, but I don't think he's necessarily wrong either. It, it's going to be harder for AAA titles to go over there, but I, I still don't think that that's the market Nintendo wants to set. Uh, it's mm. just not, it's not the thing that they're going for. They are looking to be the second console in a home. They're not looking to be the first. And that's certainly an interesting strategy for them. Uh, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm trying to look up some sales numbers. It looks like in the U.S. Oh, here we go. Um, it sold 2.74 million uh, consoles as of uh, the end of April. So it's and probably it, a little bit more now. now that and it's worth noting they're still totally sold out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Except in Florida, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Florida. God damn it, Florida. Fucking Florida. Anyway. God, God damn Florida. That's my contribution to this. Fuck <laughs> Florida. That's Just fuck you, Florida. I like your amusement parks. I don't like you. <laughs> so it's yeah, I, I I see where you guys are coming from. I think that uh Probably through this year, the hype is going to remain strong with Super Mario Odyssey and uh, a couple of other titles that we'll probably see by the end of the year. I'm curious. What I'm really curious about see is what's going to do in the second year. That I think is going to be a challenge, and to see how many AAA developers um, bring their stuff over. Because right now, everything that people are excited for is essentially first-party stuff. Mm-hmm. Very little, as it has, little, as very it has little, been with Nintendo for a long time. Uh, yeah, and so, but but that's the challenge for Nintendo right now because that was the case with the Wii, and that was the case with the Wii U. Any excitement was over first party stuff, very rarely over third party, um, with a couple of exceptions here and there. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting for me to see now that you know the those AAA developers are aware that this thing is selling. And they're aware that there's a market there. What are they going to do about it? Right. That's mm-hmm. going to be the interesting bit. Um, and uh, like like I mentioned at the start of the episode, it's a bit of a slow week, so not too much else to talk about. We do though have two what the fuck stories for you, and I promise you the second one is amazing. Not that the first one's bad. The first one's also kind of cringy, um, and it involves Candy Crush of all things. This. This Candy Crush to me feels like a zombie. It feels like this thing that won't die and go away. Kind of like Angry Birds. It's in that same vein where I'm just tired of seeing Candy Crush. And I wish it would just go away. But it refuses to do so. There's a TV show about it now on CBS. The channel that nobody's going to watch now. Congratulations, CBS. 
Um, Lance, you should play this, the, the, the trailer, I guess. We should show people what we're talking about here. Well, I'm excited for it because I like feeling good about myself. <laughs> what, is, what does Candy Crush have to do with feeling good about yourself? Well, seeing those guys go on there, and they're all like reality stars, right, that were in that. They probably have regular people on there too, but, I mean, just to be proud of the fact that I'm not Mario Lopez. Right, yeah, knowing that I'm not Mario Lopez, though, is a pretty good feeling. Because, like, what was the other... I think the last thing that lasted for more than, like, five years for him was America's Best Dance Crew. Right. Mm. And let me just say that out loud one more time for you. Last <laughs> thing that was successful for Mario Lopez... Well, I guess extra. But, but I mean, come on, man. Ugh. Respect yourself. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to say yes to every hosting opportunity that's presented to you. I just, yeah, no. I, I mean, the man clearly, like, if you look at his eyes, they're kind of just like, kill me, kill me now. They got him on some type of like contract thing from right from something yeah. else, probably. Like, like like him this. Hostage, basically. But I just, I, I'm not sure, like, what the appeal is to the average person. They're like, oh, look, it's people playing the game I have on my phone, but they're playing it on TV. Oh, my God, I should watch this. And it's super awkward and weird. It looks really stupid. <laughs> like, Hey, but hot people are playing. That's, uh, that's what matters. These models are, I'm are sure. I'm sure if I go to YouTube or Twitch, I can find, like, a hot person playing Candy Crush. Could, could we actually, just that's an interesting idea. I wonder if that exists. Probably Can we does. just bring back Mark Summers and Double Dare, please? Like, <laughs> I'm, I agree with that. That's all I, I was more of a Summer Sanders and figure it out kind of guy. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. <laughs> I prefer Temple of... Uh, what was it? Temple of oh, my Doom? God! Oh, that was a good one, too. The Legends of the Hidden Temple, you Legends asshole. of the Hidden Temple, like, yes. You're a fucking fan. Don't even know the name of the show. What Come on, the, dude. Get your shit one? together. <laughs> What was the other oh, one? I love this show. Uh, it's my favorite. Listen, to be uh, fair. Uh, well, who is your favorite team, though? Because if it's not the Purple Parrots, you're fucking wrong. The Barracudas. <laughs> God, Chris, that is the fucking worst thing I've heard all day. And I had to read like, <laughs> hey, hey, statistically, the Purple Parrots have the lowest win rate out of any team. On you know what? Show. I like an underdog. Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> is that actually true, Chris? Yeah, I've looked at the Wikipedia. I'll confirm. <laughs> Oh my okay. god! Le Did you know there's a movie? I fucking love the show. Legend of um, the Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hidden Temple um, team win rates. This has been done already. The green. <laughs> oh wait, okay. Here we go. Here we doing, go. Doing the homework so you don't have to. And okay, before the fucking blue bear, okay. actually so have the lowest win rate. The Silver Snakes um, were the winningest team with 38 percent success rate. The green monkeys were second. Oh, followed by the purple parrots. I was wrong. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with a fucking bronze medal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what was the what was the the, uh, the the orange iguanas? No one likes orange. Or iguanas. <laughs> or iguanas, for that matter. That's true. That's true. Um, back, uh, the red jaguars had twenty runs and only four Wh wins. Wait, what did you say? Jaguars? It's jaguars. Yeah. No, I can say different things. This is America. Yeah, <laughs> this is that's what freedom yeah, sounds Donald like. Trump can pronounce China as China. Chris can say whatever the fuck he wants. Okay. I guess that's fair. Um, well, what, or Jaguar is that because of the car commercial? Oh, uh, you're cringing. You're making me cringe on the inside. I love this. I love Good. This. That means I have the power. This is great radio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So our, our last what the fuck story though, this is pretty amazing um, and incredible. Um, and it involves a 12 year old mystery for a game called Tibia. Now, if you haven't heard of Tibia, um, that's okay. That means you probably don't live in Brazil or Poland. When, and if that's the case, then congratulations. You don't live in Brazil or Poland. So. <laughs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> Apparently, it's it's very popular in those two places. I don't know what they have to do with one another, but there you have it. Um, and so this is an uh, this is a sort of an MMO. Um, it is uh, from what I saw of the of the game content. It was like a 2D MMO. Uh, it's probably browser based, but I don't. I can't say that for certain. Uh, so in this game, uh, they set up a door called the the Gate of uh, Expertise, I believe it was called, or is it Experience? Um, I'll tell you right now. So fuck yes, the Paris. Gate of Experience. And so to play this, to open this gate, you had to be level nine hundred and ninety nine in the game to open the gate. When the developer first created this, they basically thought it would be impossible for anyone to hit level 999. So it was just basically to troll players. Right. Um, and it took a guy, I think, nine years. Yep. Nine years. Can you imagine that? I mean, I know, like, obviously, WoW has been around for 10 years, but I don't know that there's been any expansion for this game or whatever. Nine years it took him to get to level 999 and then he disappeared he stopped playing so and people really wanted to know what the fuck was behind this door the player who was next in line to be level 999 his name was dev anika he wasn't actually a developer or anything it took him a couple of months. He hit level 999, and then he started to extort the player base for money to, to stream what would be behind the door. So he was basically saying, give me money, and I'll show you guys what's behind the door. That is, like, easily the most or one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen, like, a, a Twitch player or a streamer do. That's, that's majorly fucked up. But let's talk about the number of hours he put into this game to make that happen. So, little ROI. Yeah, how, about, how about how much money did he was he asking for? That's going to be the real draw here. It was like fifteen grand or something ridiculous. He was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was trying to raise five thousand uh, oh, dollars. Five grand, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> But he was basically, you know, uh, holding holding people hostage, essentially. Not Same really. They, 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 it's not fucking life or death if they know what's behind that's this recorded ass door. Like, that's true. That's true. So uh, finally, when he realized that like people were couldn't give a fuck and they weren't going to give him any money, so he could take a uh, all expenses paid trip to right. uh, looks like Mexico is where he wants to go to. Um, he walked through the door. He was like, all right, fine. I'll show you guys what's behind the door. And it's an island. It's an island with vendors that sell you bananas. <laughs> That's it. Incredible stuff. Absolutely <laughs> incredible stuff. That's worth $15,000. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I am enthralled. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really, really ridiculous. Apparently, when the developer first created this, as I mentioned, they never thought anyone would ever get that far. And uh, so they just, they never bothered to create the content for it. So it's just a little, you know, tropical island with some vendors that sell bananas. God, I love bananas. So good. <laughs> so fucking good. Yes. Long, thick bananas. <laughs> That's where we're going with this. I mean, uh, do you not like long and thick bananas? <laughs> I don't actually like bananas, though. Come on, okay, plantain. No, I no, love plantains. plantains. Plantains are fucking worse, unless you make chips out of them. They do make chips out of them. I know. I know. That's what. I'm, never mind. <laughs> That's why he's, unless you make chips out of them. <laughs> um, I thought I was about to blow his mind or something. Um, no, man. If I was playing this game at that point, I would. If I for whatever reason, if I had been playing the game at that point, I'd, I'd walk away. I can't imagine that anyone is still going to be playing this thing. It's just so stupid. Wow. <laughs> careful there. Calling a whole group of people stupid. Gotta be I careful, know. man. I don't know what they expected. It's not like it was Peter Molyneux making this game and like promising Might as well have been. <laughs> I was going to say, no, it sounds about like a Peter Molyneux. <laughs> That honestly would have been better if, like, they had like a little Peter Molyneux avatar saying like "congratulations" or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you are now the king of our goddess yeah, game. Or whatever. That's right. You're now the king of this island or whatever. <laughs> the god of this island. Congratulations. Oh man. But yeah, yeah. He's in another castle. That okay. would have been good too. <laughs> It taught all kids to expect disappointment whenever they try really, really hard. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, the one last little tidbit, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, the, the, the guy that we were talking about, Dev Onika, who was ex- you know, trying to exploit the people for money, he was doing it for so long that by the time he actually walked through the gate, he wasn't level 999. He was level 1001 mm-hmm. because he had been trying for months. Overachiever, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. Like, what? Did, what are you still doing, dude? What? What's? Yeah, why are you still leveling up at that point? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo hired him for their marketing department later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on where you stand, all the stories we have for you this week. Um, as always, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and comment below. Uh, tell us your thoughts about anything. Really, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, until next time, I've been your host, Michael Schluger. you rich. Josh Irwin. And you guys are a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Chris Lassard. That's right. <laughs> Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We will see you next week. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!